Happy New Year, everybody! This is Sparkle and Destroy, episode 10, featuring an unreleased track by Haley and the Crushers, No Threat Level Red, continuing our Behind the Music series. This year has been ridiculous, insane, like, not just for me, obviously, but for everybody. I mean, personally, I'm just going to start small and go big, because I feel like there's so much that happened this year, 2017. Uh, we did we did play like a girl LA. Thank you, Kimmy, for having us. That's an awesome showcase down in LA. Worked with a bunch of awesome bands. Um, worked with women that rock, and I want to thank them and Harness Magazine, another amazing um, female-led uh, media resource, for featuring us as their January female-led musician for the month. Like, thank you for starting off this month with a lot of camaraderie. Super cool awesomeness go to uh, harnessmagazine.com and check that out and check out all the great writing they have on that website um what else uh we played with a bunch of inspiring bands from uh three states uh we went on tour in a van and drove around and got stinky i peed on my feet a lot i threw away my uh flip-flops subsequently because i basically Every time when I went out to pee in the middle of the night, I peed on myself <laughs> and on my shoes. Maybe TMI, but I just found that really funny. <laughs> um, I started a book for National Novel Writing Month in November about my wild teen years playing in LA in an all-girl band, which I hope will inspire young women and be sort of like, um, I mean, I, I want it to be for everybody, but I'm definitely writing for the girl who's looking for... Some, something to empower her because that's definitely who I was back in the day. Um, what else? Uh, Trump basically told everyone that he could grab our pussies. Um, that was insane. There was this the women's march across the world. Oh my God. And in slow. Uh, biggest march ever. And, um, you know, playing with a bunch of unrelated female musicians at the Fremont Slow after that march in downtown Slow was like just surreal and beautiful and crazy. So that happened. We had the Me Too movement. We had a bunch of creeps shaken from their jobs and from their denial and from their entitlement. Uh, God, we had, I mean, the band recorded most of an album, totally unrelated, but that happened. Um, it's just a lot. I feel like 2017 was a year of anger, a year of power, a year of action. I saw a lot of people take action because shit was hitting the fans so hard politically. Um, we marched at our airports for immigrants' rights. We marched for, we stood up for Planned Parenthood in droves. We came together in such a fierce an awesome way. And I want to continue that in 2018. We have to continue that or else we're all fucked. So remember that, okay? <laughs> I'm not saying hang on to anger, but hang on to the, the the visceral feelings that get you out of your internet space and out into the streets and actually talking to people in the rain. I remember the slow women's march, it was raining. And to see the amount and the breadth of, of women from different age groups and ethnicities and backgrounds and social places and the men and everyone in between who came together um, for that and the anti-Trump marches was like, I don't know, 
something unlike something I've ever experienced in my life. And I'm 30. So, oh, I turned 30 this year too. <laughs> oh, maybe that's what's going on with me. I turned 30 and suddenly I just decided I was going to do everything at once. But this episode isn't about uh, female rage, I promise. Um, there are plenty for you to peruse if you'd like to go into the back catalog. Right now, I just am focusing on my my art and sharing it with the world, and hopefully it is received in a positive way and people feel however they want to feel about it. I, I, I say this every time, but the world is really messed up right now. We all have to just keep doing our art. I'm going to keep showing up for you guys. In fact, I have decided I'm going to schedule these podcasts. I'm going to be an adult. Not only do I only cook with cast iron now and do all my dishes when I'm done eating and I bought a vacuum after not having a vacuum for like 10 years, all adult stuff, by the way, I'm also going to schedule this shit. So at this point, what I'm scheduling here is that I'm going to work on the podcast the first Tuesday of every month and then and I, I, I sit down with my recording software and my microphone and my notes and I just do the podcast then what happens usually is uh, I say, hey, Reed, I want you to just look over it, make sure I eat, you know, he EQs it to make sure that there's no like weird uh, volume issues because I'm in here chaotically splicing things together, pulling tracks and putting them in the software. And sometimes they're not as smooth as they should be. Sometimes uh, I'm not as great with the levels and the eye to detail. So I'm always like, hey, Reed, can you... Um, just go over that for me. And that's kind of where the lag takes place because uh, it, it doesn't take very long for him to just look over it and be like, oh, yeah, cool. Or like, oh, there was a weird space there or like a weird, you hit the mic weird. Let's like EQ this a little bit better. Um, it, just take, it just takes him doing it. So I've decided that the first Saturday of the month, Reed is going to do that for me. I'm going to make sure he like just goes and does it. And then I always master the tracks. I use Lander which is a um, online mastering program, and I recommend it. It's like $2 per track, so it doesn't really cost me that much. And I just feel like it sounds better for you guys. Another resolution for the podcast this year is to try some Skype interviews that are going to sound a lot clearer than some of the other interviews I've done. And I do want to line up a bunch of powerful, awesome, interesting, weird, wacky, fun, cool women uh, to have on the podcast as well. But like I said, right now I'm working on an album, okay? I am so in the midst of this album, Cool Lame. I'm so in the midst of booking our tour in April, which is coming together quite nicely. You can find our tour dates for April 2018, Pacific Northwest tour dates at www.hailingthecrushers.com. And I'm just in the middle of it. This is what I'm doing right now. This is what's inspiring me right now and also making me crazy right now, and also everything I'm thinking about right now. So I'm going to continue this series of going behind the scenes, per se, on some of these um, initial tracks, which, again, are not finished. They're not completed. The whole idea is just to just put everything out onto the table and just talk about what the songs are about, like how we recorded them, and just get really real and, and raw. <laughs> real and raw, too hot for TV. <laughs> um, so anyways, um, I decided to call in uh, Dr. Kane Esquire again to chat with me about our song, um, 
Threat Level Red, because he actually wrote this song. Most of the songs in the album I wrote, and there's a couple we collaborated on. And of course, our drummer Gabriel is always an ever-present muse, if you will. He's always changing things up, and it's absolutely a collaborative process. But this was a song he actually, I think he wrote every lyric in the song, and it's kind of evident. It doesn't really sound like something I would write, but it doesn't really sound like a lot of the stuff from Jewel Case. So we're just going to like listen to a little bit of it and chat a little bit and have some fun. Thank you so much for 2017. Thank you for just being my friend. That sounds so cheesy, but I've just collaborated with so many rad artists. 2017 was a collaborative year. We collaborated with uh, photographer Jenny Ashley and our lovely, wonderful bearded painter extraordinaire, Neil Breton, who we love and is one of our biggest muses. Um, we collaborated with Sally Luz, a local business um, that has changed hands recently. Um, we just basically opened ourselves up. We, we worked with Slow Queerdos, which are an awesome, inclusive LGBTQ group. We just tried to stay open and see what we could give to our community as well as branch out and get the fuck out of town too because we do live in a sort of backwater place. I'm sorry, it's true. Anywho, we're going to try to work to keep it a little bit less uh, boring. So this song is not boring. Enjoy! song was written for um we, we wrote that i wrote that with a different band our other band before we came became Haley and the crushers and it never made it onto a record so we repurposed it and recut it on this album the band that shall never be named again <laughs> <laughs> you just like didn't say it there's no yeah. reason not to say oh it. i know it's called <laughs> our other band was magazine dirty oh my I'm god sure. so Who much drama yeah <laughs> yeah, you wrote this song like probably four years ago. No, I don't think so. More, more like, oh yeah, yeah, maybe like three years ago. Your yeah. concept of time makes no sense. Yeah, I don't remember when I wrote it. <laughs> like, you're always like, oh, it was a year ago. No matter what happened, <laughs> that's, that's that's true. Um, I don't really remember you bringing this song into practice, but I do remember really enjoying playing it. And I like the way that the drums like are attacked in the song, how we kind of all attack it on that, that little hook. Yeah. Dun it, dun it, dun it, dun it, dun it. You know, it's just like, it's like a, it's like a headbanger. I'm banging my head against the wall. Uh-huh. Susie is a headbanger. Sorry. That's okay. That's, uh. So the no threat level red is like what the the man, the government tries to use to get you afraid of everything and ramp up your tension level. So I kind of wrote that about not ramping up your tension level. It's not a threat level red. And it's about doing things you're not, that you're scared to do. So if you're scared to do it, it might be worth doing. Oh, I thought you were talking about like Bush era terrorism, like 
remember when it was like yellow? Yeah, that's what it is. Mauve. That's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. But they Chartreuse. Use, they use that to like show you how scared you should be. Like, uh-oh, it's threat level orange. And that today's like threat level red. I mean, wow. it's super scary. This song but... is already so Wait, dated. You, this you, song hey, is so dated. They still use that shit. They you still use that shit. <laughs> if they use that shit, it's always on red because of Trump. How could they yeah, possibly that's use that it? level super orange. <laughs> Is there a funny name for the color orange? No. Orang- it's or the they, one that rhymes with orange. Or as they say, orange. Uh-huh. That's probably not how they say it. Um, I thought the song, I, I mean, I kind of knew that was like the concept a little bit, but I thought it was more like, when your brain is telling you that something is really like scary when it's not like a social interaction or like in the song talks about like don't be the one to take break her heart be the one to steal it yeah like i thought it was like talking to a girl or like like they've proven now that when you get really nervous mm-hmm. you have adrenaline that goes into your brain that basically makes you think you're being eaten by a tiger cuz it's like that's your tiger specifically because <laughs> that's like your like caveman instincts. So I thought it was like because you say what is it about the brain? Something about the brain. I don't know. I wrote this song a long time ago. Don't <laughs> <laughs> like a fangless viper. Oh yeah, that's that's your don't fear. Let them your fear is your... a fangless. Wait, viper. what is the part about exercise the spirit? I don't know. Something about exercising the spirit. Wow, we don't, I don't know. How do I not remember the lyrics? You're the one that's got to memorize them. I just wrote them like a while ago. Yeah. When we recorded this, I sang it. So Reed wasn't here when I did the vocals, actually, when we went up to Oakland. The second time, it was just me and Gabriel, our drummer, I think, for this song. Yeah. And I probably did like one or two takes. And then uh, Bart, who was recording us, was like, yep, that's it. And I went, no, that can't be it. Because it felt silly and kind of stupid like you can't sing the song and feel serious like i was like writhing around like no thread level red like getting, getting all, all metal i was getting super like motley crew ah, cool. you have to yeah you and it's funny because um when gabriel was having issues with like certain like backing vocals i told him like hey pretend like you're playing drums like sing and pretend like you're playing drums because that's what you're used to doing like that's what i do and i'm just singing in the mic i like I don't really play guitar, fake play guitar, but I'll just be like, yeah, moving around because yeah. it makes you feel more natural. And it was funny because whenever he did backing vocals, he'd just be in there <laughs> playing fake drums. Fake <laughs> <laughs> drum backing vocals. Like take cool. a little, take a hit of weed and then like play fake drums. And he sounded amazing. But that, uh, for this song, I totally went full throttle. Metal Fucking dude. Vince Neil. No You know, when I write songs for whatever band I write them for, I write it for the vocal delivery generally. And I had a different singer at that time. Curtis was our singer. And so I wrote a song that was for Curtis. So when we repurpose it for Haley, it's kind of hard to figure out. It kind of has to be redesigned for a different person to deliver it. 
you know? I think, like we'll change yeah. the key or we'll change the melody a little bit to match what each person's ability is. I was skeptical for sure. But there were parts of the song where I got really dirty and ugly and I was very inspired by my friend Mae Black from the band Mutt, who is a friend of the podcast who I talk about in every single episode of the podcast yeah, for some reason. Weird. She's just like the Veronica to my Betty. I just love her. And I texted her after I recorded this and I was like, hey, I got ugly. And she was like, fuck yeah, love the ugly, like go ugly. Because I think a lot of women too, like when they sing, even a punk person, you you still don't want to be like shitty. And uh, I wasn't shitty, but I definitely went ugly. Like there's certain parts that are like kind of ugly. Oh. And that's cool. Hmm. At least I think so. Like it sounds like a real rock song. Like I don't sound like I'm trying to like sound pretty, which is what I wanted. Oh, well, I don't know. Like like with the um, solo, uh, I played it and it's kind of fucked up sounding and that's what I wanted. And I remember Bart like stopped it. You were there when yeah. he recorded that part. And he's Or no, you were in the recording scene. Yeah, and he's like, oh, let's redo that. And I was like, nope, that was perfect. <laughs> and, and I was like, it sounds like a pterodactyl on speed. What? Like, because you know a pterodactyl is like, yeah. There's a certain part where I'm like not hitting the right, I'm not like hitting it high enough or something. Like, yeah. I'm in between notes and it sounds kind of shitty, but that's what I wanted. Yeah, it's fine. excited i really that he's that stupid chicken survived two dog attacks i i don't i don't know why it was in the dog area it had to get into the dog area on purpose to get attacked by the dog so that that was the stupidest chicken and i'm glad it's gone anyways i i don't know how we can keep going talking about the dead chicken because someone's gonna get mad someone's gonna get mad about the dead chicken i feel like you? I've been talking to a lot of vegans lately, and oh. I just feel like they're on to me. Oh. Um, Wait, they're pet chickens. I mean, it's not like we are tr- mis- – they, they have the, a quarter acre to yeah, run around They are on. our charge. They are our – we well, we weren't not even in town. Them, we weren't in town. That makes it really bad and negligent. We're horrible people. Uh, <laughs> I think every chicken owner knows this, the, um, the dead chicken eaten by raccoon situation. And also, it's the circle of life. The raccoons are living a better life Okay, okay. our chicken. I want to bring it back to the song, No Threat Level Red. I wanted to ask you, what's something that you used to be scared of that you're not anymore? And Getting wait, married. Two-part question. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that uh, was too quick. <laughs> and the second part is what... Um, ne- Ugh, see, you got me all screwed up. Uh-huh. What are you not scared of that you used to be scared of? Like a threat level red situation in your mm. brain, like okay. how I see the song anyways. And that what is something that you are scared of now? And it could be small or big, and I'll tell you mine. Something I was scared of? That you're not anymore. Uh, pause. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'll tell you one. 
Uh, I'll tell you. Okay, you didn't. What about me? One that I was scared of? No, I'll I'll go first. Oh, you have a million. What? Yeah. No, I don't. The ocean. Oh, it still scares you. Um, That's what Sharky Feelings about. (laughs) Actually, on the first album, Sharky Feeling is about the feeling you get when there's a shark in the water and you know it's coming after you. You're scared of the rats. You were scared of the rats. Weirdly, I owned rats for like 10 years. I thought they were cool and punk rock, but they never <laughs> liked me. So rats just follow me everywhere and make me miserable. <laughs> and they all died of diabetes. Uh, so I fed them pizza. Uh, what is it you're scared of? You're, you got all kinds of crazy <laughs> I things. I had a rat die on June 6th, 2006, and we gave it a Viking funeral. On So 666? Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh. God, I'm horrible. All vegans probably really do hate me. Um, anyways, I will tell you one thing. It's pretty obvious, but it kind of works for the podcast, which is I was scared to play music in front of people, uh, and I'm not anymore. I think every musician has that moment. But like that threat level red moment is the moment before you go on stage, and you're like, I'm going to puke, and then I'm going to puke again. Yeah, but I think that you you don't exactly get over it, but you learn to channel it, I think. I think it's more of an energy than it is a fear, so you just re- re-channel it. That's interesting. I don't feel like I get nervous anymore. Oh, that's not true. You wig out all the time before no. shows. Yeah, you do. When? At the, stupid, at the weirdest shows. You're like, oh, this is going to be good. Oh, we got to make sure. I'm gonna no, I get weird and about logistics. I get weird about logistics because I'm in charge of everything. So I can't, I can't eat any food before we go on stage because like, it'll make me crazy. Well, that's depends on what food's available. <laughs> I'm not going uh-huh. to eat something that's going to make me feel like I'm going to puke all over myself. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't, yeah. It, but it is worse when you start, for I sure. Get, I get more neurotic about shows and, like, trying to make sure shit runs well. True. Because I'm the captain of this ship. That's right. And you guys just, like, party and drink Coke Zero. Rum. Oh, I thought it was a ship. I thought we drank rum. You drink Coke Zero and you high-five a and, lot and, and you go, gold, yeah! And, and count our gold doubloons. <laughs> and you just listen to Metallica in the front of the van and uh-huh. Bon Jovi. Hey, yeah. And fucking... Uh, Poison. It's the power of love. Huey Lewis in the news. We've been really into Huey. Huey Lewis. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's been good. It's a hate love thing. So that's so that's but that's one thing. Wait, what am I? What was I scared of? What am I scared of? You have to answer oh, your shoot. own question. I can't answer that for you. I was scared of getting married, but that worked out real good. <laughs> 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 we got rat, dead rats in the attic. Yeah, well, the rats are dead. Um. Uh, I don't know what I'm. I don't know what I. I mean, why were you? Why, why were you That's scared tough. of getting married? I was I scared know, of getting married. Been, I've never been married. Before. I was scared of getting married too. Yeah. I I was secretly b- about to run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna take the mini pony and run. Uh huh. It was just. It's scary. It's just a scary thought spending your whole life with someone. Yeah, that that part bothers me. But now that I'm married, I'm not scared of it. It was really, it's really cool. But you know why? Because you know that forever isn't a thing. It's just every day, and you might die some other time. Oh shit! Right? That's deep. I when I realized that, I was like, "That's not that scary. What's forever? <laughs> I could die next week." True. That's true. Like a rat. Like Who's a to rat say? in an attic. <laughs> Who's like to a say? Chi- like a chicken in a yard. I mean, it all feels like a year, anyways. It's true. Um, and what was my second part of the question? Uh, what are I you? dodged the first part. I don't know what the hell. Oh, should... recording. I, I, no, I'm not. I'm not I don't you know had what the red light fever. Oh, yeah. Red light fever. That's a thing. But Ooh, that's a good song title. 
Red light fever. <laughs> oh, that's cat scratch fever. There was somebody working on the house the other day who was smoking a cigarette listening to Ted Nugent. The Nugent. And I thought fuck, to myself, fuck you, Ted Nugent. I literally thought to myself, they don't make men like that anymore. Like, th- in 10 years, there will not be a guy doing stucco listening to Ted Nugent. No. It won't exist. No. It won't be a thing. No. This is kind of sad. What is the We second? saw Ted Nugent. Yeah. We didn't go we didn't go to see him. He was at a bar that we were at. In the desert. Yes. And we debated punching him in the face. There was definitely no scorpions or ayahuasca involved. What? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what was the second part of your question? Uh, what are you what are you afraid of now? Ah crap. Um I think the adult thing to be scared of is failure. So I'm gonna go with failure. I'm gonna go with sharks. And also <laughs> Also, baby sharks, because baby sharks don't have their parents, and they're even uh, scarier. They're trying, uh, just trying to get home. Even a baby shark could take me out. Are you scared of spiders? Yes. <laughs> I'm not scared of them. Here's my problem with spiders, and I've actually written this other places. I'm not sure where. It, any animal that's scary, be it a bear, a tiger, a snake, or a shark, you know it's coming because you hear it coming. You don't hear a shark. You hear da 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 da. Uh huh. You would hear a shark. Are you telling me you wouldn't hear a shark? Oh, no way. Fuck, that makes them even scarier. Yeah. So silent assassins. The thing that bothers me, because like I and Reed doesn't believe me, but there were tarantulas at my house growing up, and one night, like in a Tascadero, in the middle of it's like a rural area north of San Luis Obispo County. Um, one night I was just studying and I look over and there's a giant, huge, black, hairy tarantula just crawling across the floor all quiet. And it wasn't that it was a tarantula. I've seen many tarantulas. I just don't like that they can be up in your space without warning. I just don't like that. And same with spiders. I envy you seeing a tarantula. I've lived in <sighs> San Luis Obispo 13 years. I haven't seen one tarantula. I've seen tarantulas. Fuck. Ah. Uh, uh, TMI. TMI. But <laughs> I, I haven't seen a um, tarantula yet. Oh, my God. It just, just give us a warning. That's all it is. I just want a warning. Yeah. I have a problem with that, yeah. Um, I'm scared of table saws to a certain degree. Oh, my God. I'm scared of you and table saws, too. <laughs> Every time you use one, I think you're going to cut your hand off. Yeah. Uh, I have all my fingers, and I've used one since I was a kid, but it's always, you know, it's just a spinning blade that you're pointing your hands at, which is, you know... Kind of weird. You're making me so much more nervous. I, I never <laughs> even told you I was nervous about this, but I would. I also have a healthy uh, respect for chainsaws. Oh, Reed. They're Thanks. also kind of weird. Like, it's it's not so much. I know what the chainsaw is going to do. It's more you're, when you're using it after for a while, you start to drift. Your mind drifts, and you're like, "What if I cut my foot off? And like, what if it cuts my head? So you create these things in your head. What if it cuts my head off? Yeah, like you just think about it. <laughs> and then you, and then I have to take a break. I'm like, I'm gonna go get some water. Really? Yeah. You want you, if you get too focused on something, it gets weird. Do you fantasize about killing people with your chainsaw? Uh, that's why you buy a chainsaw. Wait. Just in case you have to do that. Are you a <laughs> axe murderer? No, like that chainsaw, one movie? Chainsaw oh, yeah. Massacre. Oh, yeah. It's a chainsaw massacre. It's a t- Texas chainsaw massacre. <laughs> it's not a, It's not Texas oh, axe oh, murderer. It's not the Texas oh, yeah. axe murderer oh, massacre. Oh, no. Oh yeah. <laughs> Texas Have you talked about the Ramones, our, our Ramones situation? 
No, but I'm really proud of you for getting, you know, giving it an old college try. Yeah. My uh, first experience (laughs) with the Ramones, I bought a uh, end of the century record at a thrift store in Colorado. I was probably 17 or 18. And I could not figure out what the big deal about the Ramones was because that album fucking sucks. I had a bad first impression too. Yeah. I had um, Mondo Bizarro or whatever that live I haven't South even America. Gotten that far. It was like a live one. Yeah, and it still had the bones of good Ramones, but it w- they were older and the songs just sounded like live and kind of shitty. Yeah, but then I quickly de- I decided it could that couldn't be what it was, so I quickly you know got all the rest of them. Yeah, I don't know. I, that was um, took me a long time to get into it. But granted, I was into the more of the metal and crust stuff and the harder shit. So even the even, I don't even think if somebody would have given me rockets to Russia at the time, I would have been thought they were that cool. But now you're like, I get it. I drank the Kool Aid, and yeah. I'm so proud of you. Now I have uh, Joy Ramone tattooed on my face. Ah, <sighs> that was a good four hours well spent. <laughs> <laughs> four hours, four hours. Well, well, we're gonna go back in to get the rest of it done. So maybe oh, it'll take yeah. another four. Oh, yeah. I don't know. You have a big face. <laughs> It's a lot of area to cover. Uh-huh. It's just, it's just, jo- it's Joey's pants, like a V <laughs> over his nose, and then, no, I don't know how that would work. So I've been buying all the Ramones records because I didn't own some of them. And I'm listening to them in order from the release dates. So isn't that cool? We're on, we're on um, road. To, we're currently on Road to Ruin. We're on the Road to Ruin, and which I have on vinyl, but I wanted to listen to them in my yeah. truck. Van, whatever. We took a pit stop towards Goblin Town, which is a, a Ramones-inspired song that we're debating whether we should put on the new album. That's really dumb in such a good way. <laughs> it's yeah. about Trump. Yeah, and I, I, I think I wanted we should do a Ramones-ish record, so it'd be, it'll be more Ram- the whole thing will be Ramones. Yes, for and for context, uh, in high school, after I was Haley Manstomper. No, before I was Haley Manstomper, when I cut my hair and wore um, army boots, I was Haley Ramone, and I wore a Ramones shirt every day, a leather jacket that was like eight times too big from the thrift store that smelled like someone else's cigarettes. Nice. <laughs> and sweat. And uh, Mole I w- cut. Um, no, but I dyed my hair black, mm. and I had long bangs. It was pretty. It was pretty ill advised. The haircut was bad. I think I cut my own bangs. And Haley's been reading all the books about the Ramones, yes. only to discover that Johnny Ramone is the worst Ramone. Ramone. He's the worst Ramone. Like I knew certain things, but I didn't think it would be that interesting. But yeah, Johnny Ramone was a sad person, and he died very, very rich, but very, very sad and very angry, and a re- basically a Republican. Watched so, a lot of baseball games. He was a goblin for Reagan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, that, that's neither here nor there. So we're gonna we're gonna uh, talk about that song or play that song maybe on a different podcast in the future because we haven't even recorded it yet. We recorded a demo. Yeah, true. That's the first true. step. Do we have demos of Threat Level Red? Oh God! See, I, I love the format of I showing. I, I think I made one. <gasps> Is it on your phone? No, it's on the computer. <laughs> Feel your body reeling. You hear it? 
Okay, you have no idea how annoyed I am that there is no embarrassing demo of Reed trying to write Threat Level Red, like I've been sharing on the podcast, where you're singing all stupid to yourself (laughs) and trying to figure the song out. Oh, we looked forever and couldn't find it, so... Uh, yeah, that was a that was a fun conversation with uh, Dr. Reed Kane Esquire and myself. If you want to know more about Sparkle Destroy Pod, you can go to my blog at isyourboyfriendintheband.com. I don't know why I always want to say www. I think that's just left over from the late '90s. I'm really sorry. Um, you can also get information about the band at haleyandthecrushers.com, and you can follow us over at. Instagram at Haley and the Crushers. That's H-A-Y-L-E-Y. Or you can follow me at Haley Crusher. Uh, I kind of want to take a social media cleanse from my personal Instagram, but we'll see if that works. You can ridicule me and, and um, you know, make fun of me because it's really hard. But um, I, I am definitely going to be showing up in terms of um, the band stuff and the web or ugh, and the podcast. Um, so expect podcasts on the second Tuesday of every month. That may change, but just know that I am working towards creating something more consistent and I will be back in your newsfeed soon enough. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening and be really careful because baby sharks are everywhere. I know you want to jump right in, but that's not my style. I'm the type who wants to take it one step at a time. (laughs) I found it. Don't tell Reed. It's a different song, but still, it works. (laughs) Ha ha.